The second thing that's really helped that I've gotten way more into ever since COVID started actually is delegation. Where this came from, same kind of groups that I'm looking in. I'm reading something where somebody's talking about, and I see a lot of this, contractors don't. They're like, we, you know, I have more than enough work. I get so many leads. I'm so good at selling. I'm booked out nine months. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, if you're a home builder, I could see being booked out nine months. You're a painter. Like, mm-hmm. what are you painting? Are you painting the Pentagon? Like, what are you painting that yeah. you have this much work booked out that far? And secondly, what homeowner is going to wait nine months to have their bedroom painted? Like that's yeah, like, horrible. there's gotta be something so good about your business that there's something, I don't know, like, like there's something off about this, but what, what, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Alex. Like I was going to say, like the paint as a painter, especially like I would get a remodeler that, that you have a building style that you like, or, you know, a, a mm-hmm. pond builder even maybe, but like a painter, it's just paint. And I, I know like one of our clients, Todd, Todd Tribble, he, he says it all the time. It's like, it's just paint. Like it's not, it's not rocket science. Anybody could do it. It's yeah, it's the service which gets you like between customer to customer. It's the experience, but like you're right, like nine months out, I wouldn't wait nine months. I'd just go find the next best guy. It, yeah, that's ridiculous. And and what I hear then is I'm so far booked out, and there's there's not there, I can't hire anyone because and this is a specific quote that I remember reading and me being like, oh my god, they said I don't have time to train someone, which I'm thinking, okay, that makes sense. And then they said slash babysit them. So Alex as somebody who works in a company, mm-hmm. if I said to you, Hey, Alex, I don't have time to train you versus if I said, Alex, I don't have time to babysit you. How would you feel about those two different statements? Uh, the training I would feel like, okay. So first of all, in the app, in the interview, I'd be like, he's looking for somebody that can kind of just plug and play and knows a little bit more, but you know, that's okay. You're going to go into the job and you're just going to fail you know, for, you know, stuff you don't know. And then that's when he'll, you know, train you or, or they'll, you know, actually like, you know, tell you, you did this wrong, but that's okay. Go again. But to babysit, that kind of means like, okay, so even if I did get trained and even if I was a fully qualified, you, you'd micromanage me the entire time. It kind of is like a negative and a positive, you know, experience type of uh, contrast. So would you want to work for somebody where you, where they felt like they had to quote unquote babysit you and, and you felt like you were, being babysat the whole time? No, not at all. I, I mean, I, I think when you start a job, everyone knows you're going to get babysat on for, you know, is some companies are six months, but mm-hmm. that's expected. But they call that the training trial period. So it's it's a lot of optics, but at the same time, if you say I I want to babysit you, if I worked there for three years and you're still considering babysitting me, then it's like, well, what what the hell do you like? And then I must not be good at my job then. I would never work for somebody that, that had, they had that mentality. And when I read that, I immediately, it, it totally just negated everything that he said. When he talked mm-hmm. about, we're booked this far out, we're this, we're this, we're this. And I was like, damn, maybe he really does have his stuff together. Maybe mm-hmm. he's amazing and people want to wait and he's really high priced and he's making his margins. And then when I read that quote, I immediately went, you know what? He is probably a shitty leader. And because of that, everything else sucks. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe yeah. I'm a bit biased because I'm very big on delegation, but that is to me, the number one reason why contractors can't hire people is it's not because they're not out there. It's because they either 
they're shitty leaders and they micromanage people. Uh, they pay very poorly because they say, well, you're just a this, like I'm going to pay you, you know, minimum wage. It's like, you know, you're, you know, you're trying to attract top talent and mm -hmm. somebody who can like do all this stuff, but you're paying, you know, you're, you're going for a Nordstrom's person and you're paying Walmart. And you may not think yeah. you're going for a Nordstrom's person, but who you actually need to help you run your business is a Nordstrom's person. So you can't start off by paying somebody $7 and 50 cents an hour and expect that they're going to be around for much longer. Or if you do, they are going to be somebody that you have to babysit because that is all they want. Because if somebody mm -hmm. came to me and said, look, I'm willing to work for minimum wage, I'm thinking like, wow, this person has very little aspirations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate, I hate when people are like, I don't have time to train, uh, train you. You just got to know it. And it's like you just said, but you're paying me minimum wage. So if I knew it, I wouldn't be accepting minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, and, and that's, and that's like, that's a manager and a leader that wants to babysit. They complain about it, but they want it because they want that control. If they wanted to train you, they would make the time to train you. And I think it's also planning out. That's when the, the organization of, do you just need help for these couple jobs coming up or do you need long-term help? So if you need help for a couple jobs, I would just go hire you know, another company or something or a laborer some out. help for a couple of jobs. Yeah. If I need help for a long term and I want to grow a guy, maybe I wouldn't start him on these two big jobs. If I don't, I can't put the time in to train him or her. It, it's, I don't know. That seems simple to me, but I think I see a lot of people screw that up. It's, it's tough. The training aspect, nobody, it's so funny. Like I, I like with Audrey and like in her role, right. They, mm -hmm. they learn how to, operate the shit out of Microsoft Excel. Like mm -hmm. I watch her, she will do like when I say spreadsheets are like, it's an understatement. It's unbelievable what she does on, on Microsoft Excel. She never uses the mouse a single time. <laughs> she has every single shortcut and not just like control V and control Z and stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. like control shift, escape, delete R. And that like does some, it's like Quite unbelievable. <laughs> But what they don't do is they don't ever have any sort of leadership training. They don't mm -hmm. teach people who, like, who are in managerial roles how to manage people. Yeah. So they're doomed from the beginning, and everybody just treats everybody else like shit because they themselves, when they were low man on the totem pole, got treated poorly. And then what they do is they just step up to the next level, and they go, wow, I got somebody below me that now I get to do that to them. And it's just a recurring thing. And this is what a lot of, I think, small business owners do as a whole is that they either, A, just assume that everybody else is going to love their business as much as them, which is not true. Because if they love their business as much as you, they would just start their own damn business. Mm -hmm. Or two, they are so in their own way that they're afraid to let their people fail. And there's constraints. You know, like... I, like when you first started, Alex, like there's going to be things that you're going to do differently than me. You know, you can't post a video that's like unbelievably offensive. Like that's like the box that you got to stay in, but mm -hmm. you're going to have to fail and you're going to have to mess up along the way to, to learn what's going on. And without that, like, I mean, there's clients that we've lost because mm -hmm. we have messed up or somebody on the team has messed up. And that's just kind of the cost of doing business where like, you're not going to be special to everybody but a lot of business owners take it so personally when somebody messes up or somebody can't do it as well as me or this or that. 
And those are the people that end up being a one man, two man show and just stay the same size, which is fine if that's what you want to be. But you can't then talk about all these aspirations to have this conglomerate of like, you know, I want to, I want to have 14 companies and I want this to be my recurring revenue. And my goal is to start this company and in two years, be able to work one hour a week and have it be passive income. And I'm just thinking like, you know, somebody criticized that. And the first thing you did was get unbelievably defensive. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do when you have to hire somebody and delegate work? Yeah. It goes back to our last podcast talked about also setting goals. Like if you, if you want to just grow into a scalable business, that's fine too. But it's getting that team around you that allows you to do that. And if you had to babysit everybody, you're never going to be able to accomplish that. So it, yeah, I, I've seen it with my dad's company just because it's a seasonal business. So it, it the training aspect of it is you're not going to train somebody in the three months of winter where you're busy and you're doing 60 stops a day. It's impossible. You have to know it by then. So you get hires in the summer, but if your busy season for a painter is in the summer, are you really going to hire new, a whole new crew in the summer? If they're inexperienced, probably not. So maybe delegate that to the winter or, you know, you have, or if you want to send a rookie crew with the most veteran crew, let the veteran crew do them. They're on the job probably more than you are. Yeah. You're the owner, but they're on the job every day doing it. And they might pick up more things from them, but they might pick up bad habits too. So it's all about delegation. I remember being in the field. So this is how my dad did it. Let me just give you this example. What, what he did uh, at Premier Ponds and the Pond Company was he knew at some point he's not going to be able to like pick up these rocks. He's now 63, just has his knee replaced. He can't do this stuff, but he's been out of the field for, I don't know, maybe eight years now, maybe a little bit less, maybe five, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. either way, when he brings these, these guys on that he sees that they have the right culture fit, they have the drive, they have the desire, they love it. When my dad's building this website, this um, not website, this this waterfall, you yeah. need in the pond world, you need a bunch of of rocks and stone, right? Well, the you know the company like from the stone yard, they don't drop the exact stones you need at the exact places, so they just drop it all in the front yard, and mm-hmm. then somebody has to go to the front yard to grab the the stone and bring it to the back. Well, that was my job every summer. Mm-hmm. I was the quote unquote rock bitch which I loved and I hated because it was an unbelievable workout because you're literally just for eight to 10 hours straight, picking up rock and gravel from the front yard, carrying it to the backyard. Mm-hmm. And when you're not doing that, you're digging. And when you're not digging, you're moving more rock. Like, so it's, it's just straight brute strength. It's like being like a farmhand all day long. Yeah. Well, I was always that job, but that's because I was part-time. Well, my dad when he brought in these other guys, cause he knew eventually I got to sell this company, but I got to have somebody who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. What he would do is he wouldn't just say, okay, I'm going to build this waterfall and you bring me the rock. Eventually he's going to have to train this person to be the waterfall person. So that's what he did where he switched. He said, Mike, here's what I wanted to do. Let me show you how to build this waterfall mm-hmm. and then I'll get you the rock. So that's eventually what happened. It was like the last like year or two, Mike was the waterfall builder. My dad, who owned the company and who was Mike's employer, was the one doing the menial work to bring Mike the rocks because they didn't have like another helper or whatever it is. So it's like eventually you have to give up the big time jobs and and tasks because otherwise, like like my whole thing was the very last thing that I held on to for marketing stuff in our company was websites, right? It was, that was the very last piece that, I did myself and now Melissa does it and she has a way better job than I do. 
but I had to give that up because otherwise I'm always going to be the squeeze point. So at some point you're going to have to become the quote unquote low man on the totem pole in your own business to train other people how to do the higher level tasks. And unfortunately, a lot of contractors don't want to do that because they, they think that this one specific job is going to make or break their freaking company. And if they don't do it perfectly, everything's going to crumble versus them just letting somebody else do it. And a lot of times it's not wrong, just a different way. And the customer's still just as happy. Yeah. And look how much, you know, the company's even grown since you've delegated websites to Melissa. And now yeah. we have a outsourced a guy to build a second one because we have so many websites backed up. So it's, you got out, almost got out of your own way and look at the growth that happened because of it. Exactly. It's just all about setting up the systems and the processes. So the end product and the end result is exactly what she wanted to be, whether I'm building it, Melissa's building it, or we work with another company to help us build it. It's, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It's just the end product is where the value is.